Grandpa Jim, Motivation Central Station. I am coming from my office, my pickup truck. Just got done with a uh, social work client. Uh, The gutter business has been humming along. And uh, the good thing is, though, is I'm going to get a break. I put all my gutter work into next week, but I was just with a social work client and uh, he struggles with some schizophrenic tendencies and super nice man would never harm a fly Uh, more than anything else he seems to get taken advantage of by other people he has a woman in his life that kind of he picks her up every morning drives her for cigarettes and he pays for them (laughs) You know, folks, uh, there's some not-so-nice people out there, but for some reason, he's afraid that he might lose the social contact, I think. And it gives him something to do in the morning, and I think he likes that aspect of it. But anyway, uh, this is a good thing, something for you to think about. And I was thinking about this. He wanted to shoot some pool today. And the reason why I love meeting with this client, he's always the last client of the week I meet with this because he always wants to do something. We go play video games. We take a walk uh, at Milwaukee's lakefront. He'll want to go to special nature centers and then play, uh, you know, um, he likes to go bowling or whatever. So today he wanted to shoot pool. And uh, while we were shooting pool with our masks on, we're all masked up. Uh, so it was a safe environment. However, I do have, uh, I was on the phone with another social worker today. Person is in his 30s and he has COVID and he was coughing and hacking up a lung. And I said, why are you even, why are you even working? Settle down, rest up, you know. So... And then we had two friends, uh, me and my wife, uh, we had two friends in Florida test positive, and they had symptoms too. It's not like everybody's asymptomatic to this thing. But anyways, we went and shot pool, and it was super fun. Uh, Haven't done it since the last time he wanted to do it, maybe last spring, early last spring. or We did it at a senior center the time before because it's free at the senior center. Today we were at a national chain, and I don't want to give any PR shots to anybody, but I was thinking, where are you going after COVID? What's your plan? You know, and I love pool. You know, a lot of you know I was raised by my father, and the one thing my father did when we were kids... Uh, for my siblings and I, he got us a pool table in our basement. So he worked second shift. He, he wasn't around. He didn't want us running the streets. And the guy was a genius in that he knew that it would attract a lot of um, friends to our house. And that's exactly what it did. And we ended up playing pool uh, a lot, you know, and that was a good thing for myself and my friends to keep us off the streets and and uh, so uh, but uh, you know to be a good pool player you need to see you don't just look at the ball you're going to shoot in the pocket you're looking to see you know the next possible moves you know and that's why I like 
this uh, analogy on where are you going? You know, I definitely know where I'm going as soon as I can is I'm going right back into the comedy clubs and I'm going back to my club and I'm starting up my weekly show and, uh, you know, get back with my comedy buddies and start laughing again. I know um, I'm going to be teaching a class for the county of Milwaukee for mental health. But I integrate, um, I started the comedy college 21 years ago, and I, I integrate a lot of those techniques that I inspire people to get up on the stage with and to have confidence and build confidence in them. And I'm really looking forward to this because 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I went around with signs because I knew my mental health was improving from laughter. I was a depressed kid, you know, and I didn't even know the old saying, uh, if that person cheered up, they'd still be depressed, you know, and that was uh, my childhood, you know, and I don't need a violin because I live a very beautiful life and, uh, you know, and help from professionals, help from support groups, help from anything you can read, help from beautiful music, help from making art, all will point you in the right direction. So, you looked at the headline, and uh, so we're going to compare what's happening with the SARS movement in Nigeria, and we're going to look at police brutality in the United States of America, and I made a podcast, um, I made a podcast a while back, it's called High White Privilege, I'm white privilege, and I too um, suffered police brutality, I'm just paraphrasing the name of that podcast, but you'll, you'll find it if you look for those key words, but I was 16 years old, and I got tackled. I weighed 98 pounds. I was a high school wrestler and uh, almost got suffocated to death by five officers who could not tackle me. And then I got the handcuffs fashioned in a way where they literally just uh, snapped my two arms together, and it was not a pretty sight. Um, Probably next to an auto accident or two, the... Uh, for sure, the most cognizant I was to ever being in death when I was young and I was in my addictions, I had crashed several cars and got knocked out in the process. But that was the one I was the most alert and aware that I thought I might be seeing my life flash before my eyes. I never took such a gasp for air when I... Um, got up from uh, underneath the five officers and so you you can hear more details about that. Uh, There aren't too many more but there's more on that white privilege broadcast and why we need some uh, not defunding I hate the word but adding to police departments because we need protection and then so this SARS is uh, a um, anti-robbery um I'll look up the exact name in just a second uh but it's a it's a like a almost a vigilante group that they started in Nigeria 
and they started this thing. Um, they started it for like uh, almost a vigilante type situation where we're going to put this uh, group out into the streets. The name of the st- SARS stands for Special Anti Robbery Squad. Okay. So they started the anti robbery squad. And what happened was they became, they're like rogue officers, you know. Um, And a few organizations have gone and followed up on these reports. Most of the violence, um, what they do is they don't racially profile there, but they, (coughs) they, um, they profile by social economic status. So if you're a young person living in Nigeria and you've got nice clothes on, you're in possession of a nice um, a nice cell phone, if you have braids in your hair, I guess that's a real um, reach up in their economy and status. If you have that, that's shows that you're in a different economic sphere. And then um, if you have a nice car, you're going to get targeted by these people. And so what happens is they'll steal things from them and then they'll haul them off to these makeshift jails. And then they will hold a big, a big, uh, you know, fine bail for somebody to come bail them out. So it's this real... They're uh, accused of very um, um, serious crimes such as rape, um, beating people maliciously. One guy said they wanted him to slap himself in the face multiple times, and he wouldn't do it. So then they took their machetes with the flat side of the blade and slapped him in his face a few times. Then he said he turned it around and him with the handles, and they just kind of humiliate these people. And so they've been doing peaceful protests, just like in our country. Same thing, right? Rodney King gets assassinated. I'm trying to parallel these things a little bit. And so people take to the streets, and these things are peaceful, and they're peaceful in their country too, you know? And um, these officers were not um, armed at first. They are today, but they weren't originally. Um, But they were known to beat people. So what you'll see if you look at some videos out there, there's some videos where these protesters will eventually, the uh, SARS agents start rushing them with clubs and stuff, and then they'll start rushing them. And sometimes you can see them like literally one force has momentum and they're rushing at them uh, and, and then the protesters are rushing back at the the SARS but lately they're the SARS are carrying weapons now and so there's been a hundred from the article I read and I'm not sure on these numbers but that article uh, let's just say I'm going to say this the percentage is about 10 to 1 so um Just like here, there were many protesters injured. Um, 
and uh, over there they're getting murdered, killed, and then about 10% of the police officers too are now getting injured and killed, and so it's really out of control over there. And um, I'm going to do more in-depth study on it. But if you were like me, I kept seeing this hashtag floating around. And maybe you're super versed in this and you can go to my Facebook page and even update me on any other details that you'd like to share. And I can get them out on the podcast. And that website is Motivation Central Station uh, Empowerment by Grandpa Jim, just like the same title of the podcast is and uh, but I wanted to get on here and kind of look at both scenarios and you know they've got quite the violence going on there but they want everything that um, we want here in America with our police forces African Americans here in our country do not want to be racially profiled Um, When they get pulled over, they don't want to be treated any different than anybody else. I work in these, I work in the poorest zip code in uh, the state of Wisconsin on a daily basis. I was there today, uh, earlier in the day, and um, with a client, and um, it's super violent there, super poor. And uh, but not everybody is a violent criminal. The people I work over there have mental health issues, lack of income, but they're kind, they're warm hearted. If you would take the time to sit down and get to know somebody and put your arm around them, and you will find you have way more, way more in common. Uh, and, and sometimes you'll very, you, the only difference we'll have is physical appearance because we like the same music. My guy today, African American, was playing some meatloaf. Anybody that was around in the 80s and 90s knows meatloaf is kind of like a rock band. And he, then he, he bought a Guess Who album to our CD today because he still has CDs because he doesn't have access to an iPhone, and he actually found his items that uh, he goes through. Uh, he calls it finding treasures, but he looks for electronics in the more mo- upper mobile neighborhoods around his home, and he finds many things being shot out by people, such as CDs and DVDs. And then I, he asked me he asked me to take them to this resale shop, and then today they gave him a bunch of credit. And he bought these items. So, uh, so your friend might like the same music as you do, and uh, maybe you know it's mutually agreeable that uh, maybe you like uh, whoever your new friend is. Their that music, right? Okay. Um, so, uh, one thing I saw that comes out of both of these. This is where they both. I noticed in these protests when they're peaceful, and this is something we can learn here in America, is when the protests are peaceful, there's no violence. As soon as they hit the police wall in both countries, that's when things start going off the rails. Let the let the group walk to where they want to get to, and you know the thing, you know. I would say that it would end peacefully, too, if you let them. They say, we're going from point A to point B, 
And when they get to point B, they're like, okay, we we reached our destination. Hey, we got the word out. Some media, media came out and covered us. Yay. You know, it's one that people mask up and they get their shields up and they put their guns up. And that's when the violence gets. All the violence in my area here in the Milwaukee area happened after dark. It was always after the curfews. Right now, uh, there hasn't really been any protesting in our area. And so, uh, other than that, but I was glad to hang out with you folks today here on Motivation Central Station. So, something to think about. Where is your next shot? What are you going to do? Um, you know, I'm, I'm heading out to the comedy clubs. I'm going to get my comedy classes. I'm, I'm already prepared. I'm writing jokes like mad. This, this, uh, these times are just... Uh, great comedy gold <laughs> and uh, and just because it's COVID don't mean I haven't been laughing and smiling and having a lot of fun uh, with the people around me and I get to see my grandson he's spending the night again usually we get him every other weekend but uh, we're getting them tomorrow and uh, that's going to be a joy and a pleasure and so um, if you like these types of podcasts Please hit subscribe. And then uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff on AOC because she's my girl, girl. She's the one. I like her because she's honest so far. She's not lying. She's not BSing. I just like her story. I like who she is. I like who she represents. I like the Green New Deal. Um, So if you feel you have nothing to give, remember... You always have that beautiful smile you have to give to somebody. So have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless all. Have a great one.